All right. So when you think about that season in your life, uh, if I say sing a song that depicts that moment in your life, what would you sing? Indy Ivory, Ready for Love. Oh, that's my song. <laughs> that, when I tell you, okay. All right, go ahead. Wait, okay, okay, okay. I ain't played this in a long time. Um, Here we go. Lately, I've been thinking maybe you're not ready for me. Maybe you think I need to learn maturity. I said, watch what you ask for, because you might receive. But if you ask me tomorrow, I'll say the same thing. I am ready for love. Mm. We put porn to shame. <laughs> the womb isn't just about where I give Talk birth to about babies. It. The Talk. womb is about where we give birth to purpose. Talk. I was basically all of her nevers. I never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world. You have set a standard in love i was dating a young lady who helped me heal wow this woman is a ride or die the conversations have really helped me to change my perspective on relationships i had 19 attorneys at one time that were speaking into my ear 19, 19 attorneys attorney. my, my my last relationship you know it did a number on me what you did not know is i had a whole little situation lined up that evening your transparency is literally setting people free and you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I, I noticed that right away. You're gonna cry. <laughs> um, thank you. I received that. Let one of them Barbie doll bodies walk over here. He gonna say, "Dear future wifey." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They gonna go right in that box. I'm Latarius R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. I'm your host, Latarius R. Whitfield. Man, let me tell y'all something. I am so excited why is because we hit the goal of a hundred thousand subscribers in 27 months i mean those of you um that aren't creators y'all might not know how difficult that is to achieve it's hard to get people to subscribe because it's still about 35 percent of y'all that watch the content that haven't subscribed yet so can you please stop shacking up with us and hit that subscription button and subscribe thank you thank you thank you thank you man this journey has been amazing I mean, God has been doing some amazing things during the the recording of the podcast. I've been hearing a lot of amazing feedback uh, of how these episodes have been touching and transforming our lives. And I don't take that for granted. And so it's been very interesting how God lines up guests. Uh, today's guest, I reached out to her about a month and a half ago and uh, flights were booked about a month ago. And it's amazing how God is so intentional that he has her showing up the first episode of us hitting 100,000. So we're going to make this a, a celebration and a worship experience. So just stay tuned. This is the episode you want to watch all the way to the end. So without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My homie, Shamika Dwight. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? We've been talking about this for a minute, huh? I know. You, you in here from the ATL now? Oh, from ATL. Yeah, yeah, you done came here. Well, of course you're not. You weren't born. Uh, yeah, but you live. That's why I currently reside. Why, why you act like you don't want to claim the ATL? Because <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you originally from? I'm from South Carolina. S South Cal. 
Okay, South Carolina. Yeah, you All can right. say South Cackalack. Okay, I'm going to say South Cackalack. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let me ask you this. Okay. I asked you today, um, if you were to name this episode, what would be the name of it and what would you say? Uh, I said Waiting for Love. Waiting for Love. <sighs> Are you waiting for love, Shamika? I am waiting for love. So, uh, so is there a guy out there that may hear you say I'm waiting for love? Like, hold on, I thought I was the one. Is anybody sitting up in the wings that when you say that? Because you sound a little skeptical when you say that. First of all, you're not going to blast me on your podcast. I'm I'm just asking the question. You know, on the podcast, we keep it lit. All right. We live (laughs) intensely and transparently. So because you said, I'm waiting for love. You said it all. Well, I'm saying like, you know, right now I'm I'm dating and, and getting to know, you know, people, but love hasn't happened yet. Right. So. That's what I'm saying. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. I'm waiting for the real thing. What do you call love? Do you call love the experience of learning someone in the dating? Or do you feel like love is the final chapter of I do? No, I honestly think it happens along the journey. Why are you dating? Why are you getting to know someone? I also think like you can't be so obsessed with the result of love. You just mm. have to do love and you'll have it, you know. By default, I believe, get to know someone, you learn them, y'all learn each other, y'all create experiences, and the love happens. Mm. So that's that's my goal. Have you been in love before? You know what? I don't know. You don't know. I haven't I haven't said those words in a long like ten years, ten in plus ten years. years. So when you said that ten plus years ago, were you in love or you just loved that person? I thought I was in love. So why do you always say we thought after the experience versus you when you were in it? You called it love. You said, I'm in love. And then well, afterwards, you say, I thought I was in love. Because I was in college. And, you know, you just kind of hype on feelings and emotions and stuff. And then when the real stuff started happening, you're like, mm, I don't like you like that. So love. So I don't, think it was, I don't think it was love. I think it was just infatuation. So you feel like love withstands the test of time, that love is unconditional? I believe there's a conditional version of love. There's a conditional version of love. Yes. So with the conditional version of love that you had, did you feel like you loved him conditionally? I did. I, I loved him conditionally. I did. Okay. That's fair. We're going to have fun in this episode okay. because you're a dope, dope songwriter, a dope vocalist. So I said, I want to tap into my creative side. Those <laughs> that know, they know that I'm a uh, national playwright, director, and producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when one of your videos popped up, how did how did we get to know each other? What happened? It was Instagram. Some, some video. It was a video saw. that you had that you were singing. What song was that? I think it was a worship song. Um, I Will Exalt You? Yes. It was that. Okay. Yep. That video <laughs> popped up in my timeline, and I was like, who is this? Her voice is so cool because she has this dope folk sound to it. And I was like, who is this girl? And I started looking at your videos and started following you. Um, had you had knowledge of the Dear Future? Yes. I did. Uh-huh. I had some friends on this. Yeah. Yeah, some yeah. friends that been on the podcast. Yeah. And so I started looking uh, at your videos, seeing the type of stuff that you posted, and I was like, what she posts and who she is is in direct alignment with what I would like to present on my podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I started talking to you, and then you're really transparent. And I was like, <laughs> that is what I need. I need people that are unashamed of their stories their journey and uh that's what you was in the phone first phone call i had with you did you realize that i know <laughs> you know but i i think we just can't help it and that's not a bad thing so so have you always been very uh open and honest and transparent i haven't been 
it, it was a learned experience. I think for the first part of my life, I had to play a role, you know, and I was exhausted. And I think I got tired of that. So I was like, you know what? Shamika is who Shamika is. And if you're going to be in my life, you got to know that. You got to like it. So when you say you had to play a role, uh, unpack that. What do you mean? Um, well, my father's a pastor. So. Yeah, I just said everything right there. That's everything. <laughs> that came with, you know, you got to act a certain way. You got to look a certain way. You got to be a certain way. You can't live outside of this box that we placed y'all in. Otherwise, you're going to be, you know. You're going to shame your family. (laughs) So I was that person. I I played the rules and I did everything right. And then at some point I was just, I was tired. And I realized a lot of people are are wearing masks and living fake. And I just, it just wasn't true to my nature. You know, although I was a part of that culture, I would say. Hmm. So So what I'm going to do, Shamika, and I, and, uh, so Shamika's going to be blessing my guitar. I've been having this guitar for about four years haven't learned how to play a lick of anything. Mm. But I bought it to inspire me to learn the guitar. So I told Shamika, listen, you ain't got to bring your guitar. I have one brand new sitting right here for you. Brand new, ain't been touched. <laughs> Just by me. Just by nice? yes. So I said, I want you to, we're going to have fun okay. uh, as we start unpacking your story, unpacking your journey. Okay. I'm going to ask you what song speaks to that season of your life. Because I believe that our lives are like soundtracks, if you would. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and you've been a songwriter. I know that you write a lot of songs based on your experiences. Mm-hmm. And so we just going to have fun. We're just going to okay. have fun today. We're going to have fun today. I'm excited. So let's talk about when you said when you were in high school and college. Well, first of all, were you able to have relationships when you were in high school? Um, or was Daddy Strick said you ain't finna be dating nobody? I mean, they came to the house, <laughs> but we couldn't go nowhere. So Did they have the title as boyfriend? Yeah. Okay, so you were allowed to date in I high school. I was allowed to date. They had to call the house. But you couldn't go nowhere? No, we can't go nowhere. <laughs> y'all I mean, not officially. Oh, uh, yeah, because y'all, nah. so you were sneaking out. Oh, yes. Okay, but not officially. Not officially. My parents ain't know. <laughs> that was a sneaky thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a sneaky thing. Did you have somebody, when you think about what we always call puppy love, was there a puppy love that you had? Yeah. <laughs> Look at her. She already getting butterflies. Look oh, my that. God, what is happening? I don't know. Yeah, we finna talk. You I did? did. Uh-huh. <laughs> you go back away from the back phone? Oh, I need to, Okay. I'm here. <laughs> so what, so what, what, what just happened right there? No, because as soon as you said that, I saw a face yeah. that I haven't seen in a long time. But I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Let me ask you this. With people that you've dated in the past, can they? do you ever circle the block? Can they ever come back again? Um, No. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What is the reason why they're not here no more? So, but I, I have circled before. Like I, I did a circle. I spent a year trying to circle back, and I was like, "That's why that didn't work out." Stop. Throw away the Rolodex. Just, just throw it away. So. Are you the type that you just you block all exes? No. Okay. So if it was a healthy relationship, then you still allow a friendship to to exist. Um. Well, I don't see why I need that. I don't need no more friends. Not from, you know, not from my past. Not from your past? Yeah. You let them go? Yeah. They done moved on. I moved on. We good. Okay. They still hit me up on Instagram. <laughs> Sometimes I don't respond, but it's fine. So you went through your your first love. If I asked you, what was your first love? Not by name, but when you when you hear that, 
what stage do you go to? High school? Do you call that love or college? The love that you thought it was but realize it wasn't? Um, I'm going to say high school. High school. Yeah. So you had somebody, that, that picture that popped up in your head, uh-huh. that dude, you loved him. I thought I did. Don't yes. say thought. We gonna all, okay, I look, we gonna but all we never said season. the words. We never said it. Oh, y'all didn't? I was just, I was taken by this man. I thought he was it for me. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought he was <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we never said we loved each other. Y'all never said y'all loved each other? No. And how long did y'all date? It was kind of like, you know, one of those like uh, two years of 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 ambiguity. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like we we hanging out. We hanging out and we're going on dates. Um sneaking out. Sneaking out. Yeah. Yeah, meeting up, you know. Meeting up. Meeting up in the parking lot. It just, you know. But we never it was never an official thing, but I was really I was crazy about that. All right, so when you think about that season in your life, uh-huh. if I say sing a song that depicts that moment in your life, what would you sing? Indiary, ready for love. Oh, that's my song. <laughs> that when I tell you, okay, all right, go ahead. Wait, okay, okay, okay. I ain't played this in a long time. Um, Here we go. Uh, lately, I've been thinking maybe you're not ready for me. Maybe you think I need to learn maturity. Said, watch what you asked for, cause you might receive. But if you ask me tomorrow, I'll say the same thing. I am ready for love. Mm, 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 mm. Would you please lend me your ear? I promise. I won't complain I just need you to acknowledge I am here Alright, alright You woke <laughs> up and chose violence Alright No No, you, you, you woke up and chose violence When you So at that young age You were listening to that song Thinking about him Okay, so listen Like, I can see it Cause I remember leaving him, driving home, and I had that song on repeat in the car. Like oh, I'm just ready for the love, just want him to love me. Like what? I was in high school. You know what? Why is it that those emotions, those emotions, be so real? So they be real so and real and, and so strong, and it's like the end of the world in that moment. Like I walked my son through um, uh, a situation in his life a couple of a few months ago, and he just thought it was the end of the world. Yeah, and literally to the point to where he says, "I'm never going to find myself. I'm never going to allow myself to be vulnerable with another girl in my life." See that and see my, I remember crying over someone and my dad was like, you're going to be all right. And I was like, stop being dismissive. But you look at it like, I'm fine. I got over that. I don't even want that, you know, but you, it's the end of the, in the world. Moment. And so I talked to, I allowed him to be present in those feelings. And I said, I didn't try to disregard it. I didn't try to mm-hmm. dismiss it. And because I know as men, if you start dismissing the feelings of, of another man or if a man finds himself 
dismissing his own feelings, mm -hmm. he turns into a savage. And I told him, because he walked in my room one day, and he had this look in his eyes. I said, don't give weight. Don't give space to that right there. He's like, I'm never going to love another girl. I said, no, 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 no. Come back. Come back to the other side. Come yeah. on. Because he had made up his mind. This girl had played with his heart. She had played with his feelings. And um, I was like, so I began to be vulnerable and share with him uh, a few years ago, this girl who I love deeply, and she was very deceitful. That's the mm. pain of that led to this podcast. So I, I, I showed him my scars in that moment, and uh, he cried. And That's I just beautiful. sat there and I just hugged my son. I just grabbed him and I hugged him and held him. I said, don't. He's like, no. Because at first he's trying to hold it back. Like, I ain't going to cry. I'm going to I said, no, cry. Let it out. Let it out. He broke down crying. I said, those feelings, that's pure. Yeah. Because you have a pure heart, Armani. Mm -hmm. You're a great, great, beautiful soul. Uh, that young man has uh, weathered the storm of foster care, been there for five years before I adopted him. I said, you have such a deep heart and a deep love. That girl just took advantage of you, but give somebody else this gift of your love, yeah. but don't just throw it away now. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was interesting. That's a good uh, that lesson. was interesting. Yeah. And so you, you went on to, to college and you found somebody else. And what was that relationship like? That one relationship. Oh, you had one relationship in college? No, I had a few. <laughs> Listen, you're not going to judge me on your podcast. I'm not judging you. I'm just asking questions. We just asking questions. This is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> it was college, you know. Oh, no, you're so I to. went to all girls school, right? Oh, you did? I did. What college did you go to? Converse College in South Carolina. It was all girls. It was all girls. So it was a neighboring college. It was. Wofford University. It was cross 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 the way. So we went over there for our guys, you know. It's nice. So did you have a relationship that stands out? I did have, a, I had a real relationship and I think that was my best boyfriend ever. Really? To this very day? Tag, did I just say that? You said it. He, he sat there and said, yeah, I know I was the dude. You know, yeah, yeah. He, he, he Ooh, felt good okay. about that. Yeah. It was really, it was a really great relationship. What made it so great? Because I think um, we were both at the time very focused. Um, we had... We want we wanted relationship. We wanted love. We weren't tainted, you know. Mm -hmm. um, we were committed to each other. For how he long? Was for for a year. <laughs> See, we committed to each other for a year. And then I was like, I'm good. Oh, you broke up with I him. Did. Mika, you a savage. Okay, so listen. Holy, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I broke up with him. Um, I I don't I can't even explain why I think I just got. It just got, it was just, it was too much for me. That what was too much? Like, so we were together for a year. Um, commitment, I didn't know how to do commitment very well. So. You liked options. I won't, yes. Yes. But so it's, it's the thing of, it's the thing of like, when everything's, you know, good and fluffy, then it's easy to be committed. But then when you're going through that moment, like he had just graduated college and he really needed some support, emotional support. So he was like clinging, and I was like, "Don't cling! Like I, I can't, I can't do that. What I look like, you know?" So then I broke up with him, and it was it was rough. It was rough for who? Him or you? For him. How? How did he display that roughness? I mean, calling like he just kept calling, 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 calling. He like surprised me at the studio just stuff like that and so when you're doing that then Shamika run in the other direction yeah because yeah he, he's yeah but but 
and now I understand it that he really, really that cared he about really you. cared about me, and he he had marriage in his mind, and I was like, did oh, he ever say that to you? At that yes. Age? Did you have so before that moment that you have marriage on your mind? Because you were, you was raised in the church, so I was. So were you taught like get married early, get married young? Yes, I'm supposed to be married by now. And you just ran your husband off. I and ran him <laughs> off. I'm telling you, he was a really great boyfriend. I ran him off. Um, let's, let's put context. What grade were you in during that time? I was, this was my third year of college. Okay, so you was a, you was a junior. Yeah. And y'all dated from your freshman year to your junior year or junior to senior year? Um, no, what's the second one? Sophomore. Sophomore. Junior. Yeah, so sophomore to junior. Mm-hmm. And junior year, you like... You're smothering me. He already had graduated. He was older than you. Uh, and you like, you're smothering me. Leave me alone. Yeah. When you say it like that, it's like, dang. I just get straight to the point, Mika. That's what happened. Because what happens is you see the reverse of that with males. Where a male be like, ah, she's too clean. Get mad. She's going to college. She wants to spend all the time with me. I just don't want, I want to do this. And then he pushes her away, uh, ends it with her or whatnot. Yeah. And she's left like that. But I'm glad that you're being transparent because when that happens with uh, a male, we don't hear a lot about it. And when we see yeah. that male turn into a straight up savage and he like, I ain't going to give my heart to nobody. He just goes around just smashing chicks. Then. Cause it's I, somebody's fault though. Yeah. Like. You you don't you don't just start there. Exactly. I think people start from a pure place, but then when you have hurt or you've been through something, then you you flip the switch. Yep. You know. Now, good. He's not a savage. He's married, so he's living his best life. Good. Happy for him. Good. Um, I mean, I went through my savagery. I did for a while, and I and I. It took me a minute to be like, this ain't good. So when you say that, when you say this savage moment, it went from what? From that moment after you broke up with him. Until when? You know, I think it was always there. (laughs) (laughs) You said it was always there? It was always there. (laughs) So it wasn't a moment. You went to, you're going through your good girl phase now, but Savage has always been there. Yes. (laughs) I'm glad you're so honest. (laughs) It's, It's terrible, though. It's really bad. What did I tell you? I told you, Shamika is extremely honest, so I respect that a lot. So here we go. Don't judge me. No, they ain't going to judge you because there's a lot of savages out here. Let me tell you something. But the yeah. fact, but the, the difference between you and them is they won't admit it. They'll yeah. project and blame the, oh, these guys, ain't no good guys out there. No, you ain't a good woman. You ain't a good woman. <laughs> and then when you get a good one, then you, you act up. Yep. Like I know when I had a good one, then I was like, uh-uh, I don't like that. That's healthy. I'm, I don't like healthy. What am I going to do with that? But but you being like a little, you know. A little, 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 little toxic, too? A little toxic. You got you to go through his phone a little bit. That turns you on. I don't never do that. <laughs> you ain't never been through a dude's phone? No. If I got to go through your phone, I'm going in the other direction. Have you ever did a pop-up on a dude? No. So you respect people's space, uh, uh, spaces and stuff? You don't I be, do. Okay. But don't be mad when you don't hear from me. I don't like I don't do all the crazy stuff. I'm just I'm not that person. So when you said when a guy has a little bit of what is that little bit of? It's a little bit of unavailability. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm like trying to figure out are we together or not? You like that space. You used to, you used to like that space. I used to like that space. That's because I was unhealthy in yeah. myself. I know that. But it was like, oh man, I gotta I gotta kind of run after you a little bit. I gotta where you at? You know. And you sitting in your bed crying. Yeah. 
But the healthy ones that like knew what they wanted and it was intentional. Man, I was like, nah. <laughs> what I'm gonna do with that? That's crazy, ain't it? Out here talking about you want to get married. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Mika, no, you don't, huh? if there's a song that displays <laughs> that thought process, what would that be? Okay, so listen, I wrote a song called No Good at Love. You got to sing it, because that's okay. perfect for this moment. Okay, I'm going to do it acapella. I'm not Go going to talk. Um, It goes like this. I am no good at love. I always mess it up. I try and try again, but I just can't seem to win. I am no good at love. I always mess it up. Oh, I try and try again, but I just can't seem to win. Uh, listen. So every girl wants a guy who thinks she's worth it. I thought I found him after all the years of searching. Yeah, he was fine. He played no games and he was perfect. And he told me that if I had any ones that he could birth it. The day to day became too much for me to want to be. This kind of love it interrupted all my fantasies. But by the time he said that we should work it out, I had decided I wanted to be free because I am no good at love. Wow. Ain't that tragic? Wow, 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 wow. That is such a dope song. See, I, what I love about songwriters, those that are really authentic to their journey, that you hear the most beautiful thing come out of the most mm -hmm. ugly stage in their life. Yeah. And when you're honest about it, uh, and I read something, um, I'm glad you shared that song. It was something that I read, or it was a video that you talked about where a lot of people would come up to you when you were perform that song yeah. and, be a, and be real sad. And yes. what, what would they say So I did a residency in Dubai at Quincy Jones Club. And so I had to sing the song like every night. Right. This is one lady. She came at least three times. She walked up to me. She was crying. Don't say that. You're, you're gonna find love you you gotta stop saying that you know and i was just like lady this, you know we document our journey <laughs> exactly. and it was a moment in time yeah. and of course sometimes you can be removed from that but you keep you still sing it you still sing the song and then somebody else like another night a man walked up to me he was like listen i've been married for 15 years and i'm still trying to figure it out That's and good. that i was like okay because i struggled with singing it because you, you thought know, you was manifesting yeah speaking, like yeah. you keep singing the same thing over and over again that's what you're gonna get and yeah. i was just like how do i balance this sharing where i've been and what my journey is versus what i want to see now i'm very intentional about what i write but you know sometimes we just have to get stuff out yeah and you share with people and they take it how they're gonna take it some i mean don't say that Cause that's what you're gonna get or somebody else is like you know what we're all trying to figure it out because yes. the end says i know i'm no good but i want to be so as long as you acknowledge yes this is where i am but this is where i desire then you done, you started the journey to get there mm. so after i wrote that then i was like and it wasn't just it wasn't just me it was like i had a conversation with somebody and in the conversation he was like man i, I want love and i don't think i'd be good at it and I was like, well, at least you admitted it. Was it a guy you were interested in? Mm -mm, it was just a friend. And he said, I want love, but I, he doesn't believe he was good at it. I would love to hear why he felt like that. Because that's where the, that's where the healing takes place. Yeah. The beautiful thing is when you're able to admit it. When you're mm -hmm. able to say, man, I am, I suck at this. Like uh, I had friends on the podcast that said, I know my picker's off. See, when you can that say that. Picker you can, tickers. <laughs> 
you can reverse engineer it. You can go, these are the type of guys that I choose. Mm -hmm. This is how these relationships end up. Let's reverse engineer it. Mm -hmm. What am I attracted to in these guys? Mm -hmm. Just like you said, some of these guys aren't available. Some of these guys aren't emotionally available. Mm -hmm. And so you want these guys that are emotionally unavailable and then you try to pursue them which is already messing up the dynamics and then you say all men are like this <laughs> all men are not like that exactly. the men you picked are like that you picking that every so single time you don't pick five unavailable men and you you saying all men are like that no you need to heal so you can pick better because somebody out here is available i kept seeing my friends get married or having like relationships i'm just like what because you picking wrong <laughs> And the cool thing you said at the very beginning is that you identified that you were wrong. Yeah. That you said, I am wrong in this dynamic because I can have a good guy come to me, but then I break him in the process. Mm -hmm. This whole podcast is birthed because I said that what I did in my past marriage, I no longer want to do again. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a deficiency in my life. So let's get real, let's be honest, let's be transparent. Heal that broken boy so that I can pick differently from a heal uh, heal place. Yeah. Um, and so that's good. That's what the first conversation I had with you. That's what I love most about you is I was like, okay, you just gonna keep it all the way real. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, we can talk then. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's beautiful when you meet people. Uh, that understand who they are because once you understand who you are and you learn to get healed from that, man, the husband that God has designed for you. Yeah. But you have to be aware. Don't go pick back to what you're accustomed to and don't get bored with the very things that used to make you excited by. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times you get it, you're like, here it is. And that's when the true test comes. Because when he's not full of drama, when he's fully intentional, you be like, hold on, how you gonna just love me this fast? Now you bored. Yeah, you like, mm, this this is And you don't know what to do. <laughs> mm. Why is that? Do you do you find some of your friends, is that a real thing? Because someone said that women kind of like a man that's a little on the edge. I saw something uh, uh, a week ago about that. Is, I can't speak for nobody but me. Well, speak for yourself. I don't like that. You don't like what? Somebody put you on the edge? Yeah, I don't, I don't like living like that. Like with all the anxiety in your relationship? Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, you feel like you got... So what did you identify with in your past picking, how you were picking in the past that made you have a shift to say, I, I no longer want that in my life? Um, you know what I think it, it came from, it was a fear, a fear about being seen for real. Mm. Um, cause if, if I allow you in my space, you got to see all of me. And it goes back to, you know, my childhood, you, you had to put on a, a face, right? Um, you couldn't be vulnerable. You couldn't be open. You couldn't be honest. So if anything looked like that. It was scary. Um, and so I think it was just, it was a fear of that. Like insecurities about who I am and what I had to offer. Um, somebody loves you, they're going to see that and they may point it out. Mm. So let me get rid of you before you see this, right? Sabotage. It was, sabotage is, is the word. And so I think it was like, I don't even think I realized it was the, I was going for the unavailable. It was just what it was until, um, I'm going to say COVID did it for me. COVID, COVID was terrible, right? Yeah. But, you know, I, I lived by myself. I was, I was in L.A. at the time. And I just had my thoughts, just me and my thoughts. It'd be my little apartment. And you just start thinking about 
All right, why am I crying over this one? Like, I don't even like him. But you crying over somebody you don't like. <laughs> like, for real, you said, like, what is wrong with me? Did you say I didn't even like him, but I'm crying about it? You crying. And it's it's that, like... Because it's rejection. It's rejection. And you, you want to be chosen. Yeah. And I think even as women... I can't talk for everybody. I'm yeah. from the South, you know. So we're kind of raised, like, be this thing so that you can be chosen. Yeah. You're not taught, this is how I pick somebody. This is the qualities of a good man. This is the qualities of a good woman. This is how relationships work. You're not taught how to love. you just taught, get married and figure it out. So, oh, no, get married if you want to have sex. That's what you're taught. That's right? what we're taught, yes. So if, if you if you up there just burning and things like that, you might you need to find somebody to be your husband. And you're not taught how to relate with yes. each other and so i think it's like i was looking like yo man you sitting here sad and depressed about somebody you don't even like you don't like them but you want them to like you so so then i had to do a flip i'm like you know what next next time i'm putting more energy trying to figure out if i like the person i'm i'm not gonna be putting on i don't put on for nobody listen if we dating by the second date you're gonna see me regular what's regular you know, just like no makeup on, have on sweats or something like that. Like, you just, I'm just going to talk how I talk. You're going to hear all my stuff. Because I don't want to present something and then I got to keep that up forever. Good. That's exhausting. Good. So it's like, all right, this is what it is. If Either you like it or you don't. But let me see who you are. Let me see who you are and see if I like it. And if we like each other, then we can find some synergy in our, in our own relationship and figure out what works for us. I think a lot of people just have like these goals and these standards of like this is the man i want and you get that and you don't even like that you know you and i had a good conversation uh at breakfast and mm -hmm. and you said what did you ask me you asked me something about the type of woman that i want and i said I, i'm attracted to women that are ambitious yes women that have something going on in their life um so that i can be a cheerleader to her you know for her you know, yes. and you said, what did you say? In my experience, that I think that can get tricky when both of you guys are ambitious and in pursuit of something at the same time. Um, I haven't had great experience with it. I'm not saying it's impossible, but, you know, if if you got your thing going on and you're focused on yours, you're going to have a really hard time focusing on me and my stuff. Cause I'm gonna need the same amount of energy, you know, that that you need, right? And it's I it's it's gonna be a challenge. I'm not saying it's impossible, but my experiences have said, oof. So your experiences, give us an experience. So you had an experience with what? Because was that when you were doing your residency in Dubai, or just your normal life as a performing artist? Oh, that Dubai thing was different. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> no, okay, we're gonna take a pause. Let's talk about because you. I'm gonna see how lit you're gonna keep it. Yeah. Oh no! What's happening? <laughs> no, you ain't gonna be lit about the Dubai thing. So, so what phase in your life, if you call the phase during Dubai, what phase was that for you? <laughs> you gonna do this to me? I'm, I'm hearing a Jasmine Sullivan song. <laughs> Ooh, you gonna make a what out of me, honey? <laughs> we doing that? Okay, listen. <laughs> Dubai. Well, the thing is, you know, it was a very shallow experience. Like, you can kind of just date whoever you want. 
it's not even dating. Nope. It's sleeping with people. You just hooking up with whoever you want to hook up with, right. or you know, you kind of people come to the club and you on stage. So <laughs> you want to do what? Okay, yes. You want to buy me what? Yeah. You know, it was yeah. just you felt freedom. Yeah. It felt like freedom. Yeah. Until it wasn't. Why you say until it wasn't? Because you were still lonely. It was that was one of the most loneliest experiences I've ever had because you know you had people around you all the time with people pulling at you or admiring you and you know doing whatever you desire, but you couldn't get intimate with anybody. Not on like the emotional level. Nobody knew what you was experiencing and going through. That's good. You had nobody to talk to, and you don't want you don't want to talk to a new person every night. I want to talk to my person, you know. So even with all of that. It was a moment when I was just like, this is stupid. I want my person. And then you like, I ain't got my person. And you go, well, you'll work. You know, it's, it's <laughs> man. Do you know a bit of that Jasmine Sullivan song? I don't. That's a, I like the song. <laughs> because the reason why I like it is because I do believe that men, we play the part where we always get mad. <clears throat> I did this video that went viral and a lot of men got mad. It was a video that said, um, <clears throat> I'm not intimidated by a woman's past. She could be mm -hmm. with 25, 35 men. That doesn't bother me uh, because I know how to cultivate that woman, the version of her that I will have no other man has ever uh, had. Yeah. Oh, boy, when I tell you, the manosphere got mad. Man, when at the red pill community, they were mad. They yeah. were like, what? you? Yeah, she ain't nothing but a H. She ain't nothing but a this, this, this. And I said, this one dude did a reaction video on that reel, and one of the uh, subscribers said, is this you on this guy's YouTube channel? And I was like, okay, he over here trying to roast me. So I pulled up on his YouTube channel. I said, put me in the game, coach. He pulled me up on the live. He was like, oh, hey, hey, my bad. I'm, yeah, I just, you know, I'm just having a little fun. And I was like, no, let's talk. Let's talk. He said, well, what I'm saying is you're giving women a pass to, to be promiscuous. Of course, he said other words, but he said that. I said, mm -hmm. let me tell you something. We're all on a journey. Mm -hmm. I said, why would I fault a woman for running into a bunch of me's in her, in her journey? Let's, look, look, look. I said, how could I fault her for that? And if it's the same grace that redeemed me, that same grace can redeem her. If, if, if we're all going through this journey and we're learning because we're all trying to, uh, we're waiting for love, we want it, we, de we desire it. It's different if you just say, I don't want no love, I just wanna be on the streets and sleep with as many women as I can or sleep with as many men that I can or mm -hmm. sleep with as many men and women as I can, whatever your preference is. If yeah. your journey is that journey, and that's all you're going to ever be. Well, that's a different story. But when you begin to talk about when I say my wife, I don't know what her story and background is going mm -hmm. to be. But I can't look at what God blesses me with and go, oh, it didn't come in the, the, the package and the history and the Carfax on it isn't what I want. But do you think that's a that's an insecurity thing? It's 100 percent insecurity. feel like it's a comparison 1,000 percent. Because, men, we have egos. And we have a fragile masculinity. So at the end of the day, it's like, oh, so you being so, so, because the fear is, because of course, um, a woman is supposed to be a crown upon her husband's head. But the problem is, is that we feel as though everybody had that crown, then that crown is tainted. That crown is tarnished. You know, mm -hmm. it don't, it, it's not shining like it, like it could have been uh, or should have been or should have been or whatnot. I feel, but I feel like here's the problem. 
Talk. I hear you because I've heard that. Yeah. But um, I waited a long time before I had sex. Yes, I was wait. like 30 right before I turned 31. Right. Right. Um, all up to that, she cool, but she a virgin, so I don't want to be with no virgin. Talk about it. And I was just like, dang, like you calling me every day, but I ain't, you know, you scared I can't be, mm-hmm. you know, a little extra. Yeah, a little extra. And it was not enough. And then you flip to the other side. Oh, well, she ain't no version. I, we can't win. We really can't win. <laughs> Look to that camera right there. That's your camera. That's until, my camera. And tell whatever dude that's watching, y'all can't, y'all can't win. We can't win. <laughs> we too dirty, too clean. It's just like I even had a – I was dating somebody a few years ago, and it was a – again, you, first time we talked, I yep. kind of just mm-hmm. – and I I did that, and I was just sharing my stuff, and I mean he lost it. What did he say, Mika? We talked. It was about just <laughs> at first it was kind of like man I don't know how to take that or whatever, and I said you know I understood that because our our backgrounds are very different, um, but then as time went, you know I kind of revealed a little more when I saw like oh I might need to s- s- say something about that too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and it it I left that feeling like crap. I felt so. And he kept saying, "It's not a value thing. It's a value thing. Yeah, it's a value thing. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. If you want grace for whatever, talk about it. You know, you got to give me some too. And even when it's not, you, I can't. I don't judge anybody about what they do. But when I come to you and say, "Listen, this is the space I was in. This is the mind I was in, and this is how I acted." Yeah, you know. And and if you are the one for me, you ain't gonna have a problem with that. At all. If you got a problem with that, then I can, I don't even want to talk to you. I can't Period. tell you nothing. Period. So then y'all be like, because I've heard some men be like, yeah, my wife ain't never. Do. She ain't tell you. <laughs> she ain't tell you. She ain't... That, that's what I said to the dude on the live. I said, let me tell y'all something. If y'all know how many female friends I have, it will blow your mind. And I said, I create safe spaces for my friends, male, female, whatever. My kids, it's an episode with my kids. And people are like, I can't believe you just talked to your kids like that. It's so beautiful. I yeah. said, because I don't want to be the last to know about something. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I'll share this story. And this is what taught me to get to this point. I had a best friend. And I had a best friend. This was my boy. Knew him since the seventh grade. And he was a virgin. He said he was practicing abstinence until he got married. And then came around. We used to do ministry together. We would go around and uh, do skits and stuff. We were in theater. So he and I would write these skits, go to prisons, youth detention centers, and perform it. It was my ministry partner. But then later on in life, he went to college. And um, he said people started rumoring around. So about 25 is 20. That was before I got married. So I got married at 28. So around 25, mm-hmm. he was, nope, because I didn't know this when I got married because he was my best man. A lot of people was telling me, uh, you know your your best friend gay? I say he ain't gay. He ain't gay. He ain't gay. And um, and they said, yes, he is. I say he ain't gay. He ain't gay. I woke up one day. God reminded me of something I told him when I was about 17, 18 years old. I said, man, if I ever find out you gay, I'm going to beat you up. Wow. I said that to him. And God reminded me of that almost 10 years, about about 10 years later. And God said, he wants to tell you. But he ain't going to tell you. But he ain't going to tell you because you told him you'll beat him up. Mm -hmm. And I said, 
I mean, I wasn't really meaning I was going to beat them up. I just wasn't going to be hanging out with them like that. You know, I ain't going to be, no, what am I going to look like? He said, that's your friend. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even trust you with the very thing that he's struggling with. Because it's something you passively said 10 years ago. <sighs> 10 years ago. So I invited him to church. He's the one who used to minister to me and brought me into, brought me back into uh, church. And um, I said, let's go to church. He said, all right. So he's riding down the street. I said, first of all, I owe you an apology. He said, what? I said, God told me some things you want to tell me, but you won't tell me because I had told you when I was 17, 18 years old that if I ever found out you were gay, that I would beat you up. Is there something you want to share with me? He said, I've been wanting to tell you this for the longest. I said, I start clenching my steering wheel like this. He said, yeah, man, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm bisexual, you know, and he started telling me guys that a guy that was in one of my plays that he had messed with. And I was like, that's why he was bullying, bullying you and getting mad and this, this, this. He was like, yeah, he was doing, I was, he started telling me so much information. I was extremely uncomfortable, but it's not about my comfortability. Mm-hmm. It's about him having a safe space to share his stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so he shared that with me or whatnot. And, um, and we just had a long talk about it. And I said, man, regardless of what you're doing, I still love you. Like, I, I love you. I don't understand that lifestyle at all. I'm not going to play games and say I understand it, but I do love you, bro. Uh, and that's where that's where our relationship just stayed. Just like, that's my buddy. I love him or whatnot. Now, naturally, we just kind of grew apart from each other just due to lifestyles and, you know, you know whatever that was. But, um, yeah. What made me talk about that? Because I was I was talking about well, honesty, honesty and, being, and, and transparent. Space, and yeah. you begin to tell that you begin to tell that dude that made him shy away from you. Um, what What did he say exactly though? Um, I think he just blew up. And he was just he, he his belief about me. Just he kept saying my freedom. <laughs> He said, "Your freedom." Yeah, your freedom. Um, it we had it was just a long blown out conversation, um, and he kept saying, "Is there anything you need to tell me? Anything else you need to tell me?" And then after a while, like we'll talk, and he was like, "I had a dream you slept with so and so and so and so. Did you sleep with so and so?" No. He became paranoid. By got, got real paranoid. Started like uh, dropping people's names to see like if you had slept with. Yeah. And just, just it was just it just got out of hand. Like re receipts on my phone. Uh, you call me and I ain't call you back in five minutes, and you like losing your mind. Like it just got it got really out of hand. Had you had slept with him at that point? No, we weren't. We were. We were. Was he a virgin? Yes. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you take up a new hobby, catch up on some sleep, complete reading the book you've never had time to finish but always promised that you would? Did you know the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is by knowing what's important to you and making it a priority? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I couldn't have become the person I am today without therapy, to be honest with you. My vulnerability and transparency were cultivated in therapy and it served as a foundation in which the beloved Dear Future Wifey podcast was built. Now, as you know, relationships of all kinds are important to me. Therapy helps with learning positive coping skills, managing expectations of myself and others, and most importantly, establishing healthy boundaries. Oh boy, life is stressful, ain't it? Now, therapy is a safe space to recalibrate and recenter. Now, can I be transparent with you? 
Since the inception of this podcast, I've always wanted to do this right here for better help. Why? Because so many of you reach out to me seeking referrals for therapy services after each episode. My heart has been overwhelmed by the outpouring of you desiring help to show up better in life. And guess what? I believe the world is a better place with better help. It's entirely online, too. Designed to fit your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Wifey today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Wifey. Because I knew that that's what it was. But it had to be something that made him feel like everybody else had something that he didn't. Yeah. And, yeah. and I understand, like, if you know, that that that's sacred you know, for marriage to say, you know, this is something special for my marriage. Um, and I, and I left that saying, you know what, you're going to find somebody who got that same mentality as you. I'm tired of doing the conforming thing to try to fit with somebody. Teach. We're not doing that no more, Teach. you know? And I think it's, you don't, you can't feel less of a person because y'all don't agree on certain stuff. If that's your conviction, you go find somebody with that conviction. Don't try to change my mind. Do you know that what, what my first sexual experience as a Christian um, happened because a girl made me feel undeserving? This is what happened. So I was dating this virgin, and um, I said, I'm going to marry you. We're going to wait till we get married to have sex. We was in a dorm room one day, and she said, you know what? Waiting for you, you're getting something that no man has ever had. She said, but me waiting on you, I'm not getting nothing special. I'm getting somebody. <laughs> Shemika, don't you laugh, I'm finna cry. She said, <laughs> she said, waiting on you, I ain't getting nothing special. I'm getting somebody everybody done had. I said, well, God. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, Lord Jesus. But yeah, I And so she said, I sat there and I was like, wow, I'm thinking... And what she didn't realize, what I had to offer her was something that no one ever had. Yeah. That was all of me. Mika, it was all of me. I was going to give that girl my last name. I was going to give that girl my legacy. Yeah. I was going to give that girl everything that I had, and I was giving her a covenant. But she wanted. But we've reduced ourselves to sex. And I, I don't know if that's a, a church thing or, or what, but. Marriage has been reduced to sex. Let me tell you something, though. That was the first time I ever cheated on a woman. Because so when I had, sex, I had sex with her, I had, <laughs> I had sex with her, mm -hmm. and then it, it didn't mean nothing to me. Now, she's giving me her virginity. I kept saying, no, nah, we shouldn't do this. She was like, no. So uh, she wanted to, quote, unquote, I guess, get even with, with all the other girls I slept with. And I was like, gosh, I value more. But then I had sex with her, and I was just like, and I just didn't feel nothing about it. So why'd you do it if you say I was going to wait? Because she didn't. She felt like I wasn't worth waiting for. I can't wait by myself. <sighs> Either that or I should have just broke up with her. You should have broke up with her. Be yeah, like, but you I, know was what? Only, I, I was, I was 19, 20, 19, you was like, 19 well, years old. I was well, like, well, I, I was close. Yeah, because I was closer to, like, I was just a year and I was just a year and a half removed from, probably a year removed from, uh, having sex and all that. I was like 19 or something. Oh, I had okay. a daughter when I was 18 years old. So so I was about a year and a half removed from that. And it was like, I said, you know what? Forget it. 
And I did. And in that moment, I was like, that was just, that was whack. But then literally a few months later, I cheated on her. So you proved her right. I did. That's so unfortunate for she proved, lady. she proved that I didn't mean nothing. So I was like, I can have sex. That's one thing I can't do. So if it don't matter, yeah. then it will. I hate that because I, I, I do believe what you just said. Like, it don't matter. You know, you done been with somebody else, but you offer somebody. You offer so much more than just your member. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I was, I was going to give her my heart. I Actually, yeah. I was engaged to her. Wait, I, what? Yeah, I got engaged to her, uh, I guess, about a month later. But it was like a engagement. A month after y'all? Yeah, I don't know which came first. That was a foggy stage in my life. But I don't know if the engagement came or the sex came or whatever it was, but I was very intentional at that young age. I was twenty. I was 19, and she was 18. Yeah, it was her first year in college, and, I, and she was a year younger than me. And I was like, all right. Why did you cheat on her? Because I, I she opened up Pandora's box. So No, no, why did you cheat on her? Oh, why did I cheat on her is because, okay, it's an interesting story. I was working at... No, no, no. This bank. No, it's, no it's I'm going to tell you how. I, no, like, because I don't want you to be like, well, this is just happened that made me cheat. Like, something. What? Something inside you made you cheat. It's not an outside thing. No, I'm not saying something outside. Okay. I'm, I'm creating the story of what okay, happened. Okay, well. I had to lay it out plain for let you. Let it be good. I was at the bank. And I was a teller, and I was working the drive-through. And this lady, this lady and her daughter came through the drive-through. And her daughter, that lady said, "You would be good for my daughter." I said, "I got a girlfriend." Well, you can have friends. That's what the mama said. And the girl was in the car with her, and she was like, "Yeah." I said, "Get your phone number." And um, that when she that feeling of unworthiness. That's mm -hmm. why I said I didn't okay. realize the value of my body later on. It took all the way to what 2020. When I took a vow of abstinence to realize my body had value mm -hmm. and God reversed it all the way back then to that brokenness when I was 19 years old. And so in that letter, I wrote that. I okay. said, I finally believed that I had value. At first, I was like, it don't matter no more. Like, it don't matter if I, it just, it just don't, it don't matter at all. Because you're not taught about your value. We are. Exactly. And I think that we're just doing each other disservice. We we have these girls like your value, your virginity, girls your doing crown, purity classes, and they pure. doing all that. Men don't be doing no and purity classes. Y'all don't do that. Y'all don't. They don't. They don't even expect that from you at all. So you run around, you just live whatever, and then you come with somebody, and we are we're used to accepting that from y'all. Like there's no expectation. Like whoever I end up with, that you just been with me. <laughs> Especially not at this age, but like ever. It's just never it's been ever. a thing. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take his, he's going to take mine. It's just, it's not an expectation. But the other flip side is, my woman ain't never been with nobody. You know, like, because we we are trained to be valued in our parts. I'm trying to be um, Christian on your podcast. <laughs> you about to say something? Say you something know. throw it yeah, I'd be saying words. But um But that is true. So when yeah. I went on that guy's uh YouTube channel, I told him, I said, So you tell me what the magic number is. What's the magic number that, that a woman should he was like, Well, I just maybe uh just maybe one. I said, So you tell me you find I said, How old are you? He told me, I said, So you tell me you find a 35, 40 year old woman and you want her to only have made that mistake one time. That's so silly. He was like, 
I mean, maybe twice at the most, but I'm telling you, she can't just be out there. I said, bro, you're going to be single a long time, bro. Or he going to be with somebody she's not going to be lie. honest with him. I said, you know how I many women tell me what their real story is? Bro, I said, you they just be lying to you. I said, because you can't handle the truth. He said, well, you over here telling women to be freaks. I said, I'm not telling them to be nothing. I'm saying I accept your story. But I here's said, the thing. Difference. When we find somebody we like, you ain't got to worry about all that stuff. <laughs> you, you don't. We what do you are, mean by that? Worry about what stuff? You don't have to worry about anybody we have ever been with. You ain't got to worry about us looking at nobody while we with you. Like, if I'm with you, I'm with you. I got tunnel vision. And I don't care if that was fun with so-and-so. You my fun now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're, we're not wired with that. That, you know, we don't I'll carry. I'll say some of y'all. Okay. Some of so, y'all. Shamika. Cause mm -hmm. I don't, you know, we're not all the same. I'm not gonna talk for anybody else. Yeah, there's some women. They just they 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 savages. But they ain't healed yet. One hundred percent. So some of these men have been broken by these women that they've been the good guy in their life, and they come home and see the woman in bed with another dude. Mm -hmm. They come home and see that find out that they best friend. One of my homegirls told me that uh, this one of her friends found his wife in bed with his best friend. And I was like, God, no, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, and I know that man recovering from that is going to be extremely hard because now he's lost two friendships, mm -hmm. two of his closest friendships, his wife and his best friend. And so he's like, I can't trust no, my friend and I can't trust no woman. So he just like, he'll just be a lone ranger out here until God heals him and says, that's just too isolated situation in your life. And uh, you need to get healed from that. But that trust, when when trust is broken with a man, it's really, really, really hard to recover from. Yeah, that's Because in the day is hard. Um, so when you think about that, have you ever written a song about that that stage in your life where you talk about uh, value? Just a song on value. Yes. You have? I have. Okay. Well, what's that song? Higher Ground. Oh, can I hear it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me hear that there. Now you can sing along with me if you know it. I know you've been on my YouTube. <laughs> Do you see the fire in your eyes? Do you feel the weight of your words? Do you understand your power? You can heal or you can hurt And you are more than just your beauty Or what people need from you And you deserve all that you're wishing And all good things will come to you you are heaven come to earth So he's a baby, fix your crown And be the one to know your worth You deserve a high crown Oh, 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 oh my bad I, I'm, I'm, my bad. I'm gone. Okay. You go. Come yeah, back. I was gone. Come back. Uh, wow. I got caught up. Oh my gosh. 
What brought that song out? Oh, and when did you write that? I wrote that during COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talking about relationship. It, it was a it was a situation. Um, I was liking some. I thought I was. It was what I said. You think you like somebody? You don't like them. But I was crying over somebody I didn't even like. But but he wasn't like coming after me and chasing me and stuff like that. So I was I was in my I lived in a loft. I was in my loft and I was like just crying in my bed. Like oh my god. Like I just something gotta give. And I was trying to find a song to help me process the moment. I couldn't find one. So I just started singing this to myself. What part? What, what started off? What part? The, you are heaven come to earth. So he's a baby. Fix your crown. Be the one to know your worth. You deserve a higher crown. And I was like, you got to know your worth. You can't expect nobody else to see it. And the reason why you keep going through these same experiences is because you don't know your worth yet. And I had to find that strength in myself and like affirm who I was, who God created me to be, the essence of who Shamik is, and know that it's valued and I'm worth something. And I'm worth more than what I've been getting. And I'm not settling for that no more. So I sang this song to myself every day for like two months. And then I was like, I got to record it. So I did. Hmm. Listen. How have people been responding to that song? You know what? The funny thing is when you write music out of your your pain or your vulnerable moments, you don't you don't think about how other people are gonna take it, right? Um gosh, really emotion is happening. Mm-hmm. Got some tissue right there. Um right? no, you just don't think about it. It's it's really like my release. And I think um I recorded it and I struggled with recording a song. I was trying to figure out like how I'm going to put it together. Like I, the record got piano on it. I'm just, it's just a whole lot of technical stuff I was struggling with. And I was like, you know what? I'm not putting it out. It doesn't sound good. It's just all the stuff you talk yourself out of. And I couldn't let it go because I, I was still dealing with that thing. Mm-hmm. And I kept, I sang it. I was like, you know what? If I need to hear this, somebody going to need to hear it. Yes. Um, so I, I recorded it and one of my friends, him and his wife heard it and they was like, we got to do a visual for this because it's just something on it. It is. Um, and so we shot the video. Um, just that went video to the, is beautiful. Hey, hey, brother, the one that shot that video. That's I'm, Vincent Powell. Vincent Powell. Amazing job. Yes. You killed it. Like That is beautiful. Because while I was watching the video, I saw my boys at Kingdom Royale. Yeah. And I was like, oh, gosh, I want to do a song and have these boys with crowns on on their head and all that. I said, this is just a beautiful moment. And mm-hmm. it's just the whole thing was just beautifully executed. Yeah. So, Vincent, shout out, brother. He, it was this whole, his whole idea about getting women together. And, you know, we haven't seen our women in that royal position mm. that we all had crowns in our head. And this is just your day-to-day woman. You know, your mother, your sister, your daughters, your friends to put a crown. And so we shot the video. We played the music in the back. They hadn't heard the song ever. We was like, we're going to play this song for y'all and we're going to just catch our reaction. So and that was all. Uh, the, the, oh. It was just it was all in the moment. Here, put this crown on your head. Listen to the song. And we start filming. 
and just to seeing tears rolling out of yes. eyes. And you're like, okay. We don't know it. We don't know our worth yet. A lot of us are struggling with it. You know, we're trying to figure this thing out. Um, we're taught how to be and act a certain way, but we're not taught to be ourselves and to own ourselves and to love ourselves, to give ourselves grace. Sometimes you love other people more than you love yourself or you extend grace to other people you don't extend to yourself. Yes. And you got to know, like, me, this, whatever this is, this is enough. I don't have to do nothing else. I don't have to become something else to be loved. I don't have to become something I'm not to be loved, to be accepted. I am enough. And I deserve more than what I've been settling for. Yes. So it's that album's out, right? It's out. It came out it came out in twenty twenty. It's an acoustic. Just it was just my release. Yeah. Yeah. I want y'all to go grab that. Cause that thing spoke volumes go grab it go see one, one thing i love about the dear future wifey podcast is our viewers shamika when i tell you they are so 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 supportive you about that your dm's about to get flooded they're gonna reach out <laughs> to you they're gonna tell you what you said they're gonna give you the exact line of what you said during the episode that wow. spoke to them they're gonna start buying up all your stuff downloading your albums buying all the stuff they're my guests always tell me you got the most supportive followers ever and i was like i was like they're just they're just givers i love them i mean they just and and they and they see authenticity and they know that the people that i bring on my podcast because i value them then they value them as well Mm -hmm. um man (laughs) if there was a song before we transition into a whole nother phase that I want. If there was a song that speaks to, whether it's your song, some other song, or whatever, the type of love that you want in a mate, a love song. Oh, my God. Um, what song comes to mind? The type of love I want in a You don't put me on the spot. No, it. This, this is fun. This is fun. This is another one I wrote. I'm. I'm sorry. I can't think of anything else. That's fine. Okay. You wrote it. The song is called Enough. I'll just do a chorus for you. You are enough for me, and I'll never be satisfied until you're mine. Mm-hmm. Walking through this thing called life You are enough for me And I'll never be Satisfied until you're mine Walking through this thing called life Mm. I just want to be enough, you know. You find you find somebody, and y'all come together. You like this makes sense. We ain't got to look no more. Mm. Oh Lord Jesus, that's what we all want, man. That's, that's it. God, dog. But you're not gonna get me emotional right now. I'm gonna keep. <laughs> I'm, 
You want to cry? It's some tissue. What you? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna cry a little bit. I feel it's gonna. I'm gonna cry a little bit because what we finna go into, boy. I'm finna. Hey, it's gonna be what it is. Yeah. I told God that when I reach a hundred thousand subscribers, I want to have a worship moment. I want to do a worship. I want to do this big thing where I have this event to celebrate, and I'm still gonna do that. Um, yeah, I still plan on doing it. But just that little thing that I said, God, I want to have a worship moment on my podcast, whether it's live, whether, you know, whatever it is. And then God strategically a month ago already knew that I was going to hit 100,000 last week. And then the first episode after that would be you. Mm. And I said, God, I hear you. People don't understand that the things that I've obtained the the goals that I set before me, the only reason I'm able to achieve it is because I spent a lot of time on my face. I spent a lot of time on my face before God and say, God, see, the Bible says, if I be lifted up, then I will draw all men. So when you see 100,000 subscribers, it's just God drawing all men. And it's not for me. It's for people to experience a level of God that a lot of people just haven't experienced. Um, and so staying true to who I am and how I live and what I think about and what's important to me, I ask that you take us into some worship. Um, yeah, let's just, let's just, let's just worship. Uh, uh, Sino, do you have, is the audio still coming from the guitar? Yes, I believe so. It sounds good. All right, here we go. So wherever y'all are, if y'all hear this, y'all listening to this, and just join in. Just join in. Lift your hands up and just worship God. Wherever you are. Because 
it gets lonely in these dating streets and um, I remember hearing that um, though you're by yourself you're never alone and a lot of times you see other people in relationships and they're coupled up they're getting married you're seeing them posting stuff on Instagram and social media and you feel like what's wrong with me why haven't I met my person but God is just pruning you he's shaping us he's maturing us See, a lot of times we get jealous of other people's relationships, but we really be jealous of a relationship that has an expiration date of three years or two years, even 10 years. The type of love that you want is that unfailing love. The type of love that withstands the test of time. The type of love that is till death do we part. So I just want to encourage you, don't grow weary in your well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not.
God, we just thank you right now just for being you, just for being intentional because, God, you indeed are a good, good father. And, Lord, not a day should go by that we shouldn't exalt thee. Lord, we should glorify you. Even in our bad times, we should glorify you. Because in your word, you said that for I know all things work together for the good of them that love God and to the called according to his purpose, your purpose. So we must endure hardship like a good soldier. I understand it gets lonely. I understand oftentimes we get into a woe is me. Where is my love? Where is my husband? Where is my spouse? we have to submit to his will not by will but let thy will be done for in due season we shall reap if we faint not so Lord we glorify you right now we exalt you we exalt you above our fears our frustrations our insecurities our anxiety our timetable our biological clock we exalt thee God for there is nothing too impossible for him that believes. So we'll just rest in knowing that you're a good, good father. And that's just who you are. That's just who you are. Close us out on something else. It's another song you feel in your spirit. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into Child Protective Services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, 
slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care, should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTerris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. Y'all have no idea how intentional God is about this podcast. Y'all have no idea. For me to even know that 
it has been my desire that once I reached a hundred K subscribers that we would have a worship moment. I want to do this big event where worship would be infused in the event, but God saw the desires of my heart and he made it happen anyway. Y'all don't understand how intentional God is about this podcast. I'm telling you to know that the flights were booked well over a month in advance. And God knew that I would hit a hundred K the week prior to uh, Shamika being on the podcast. It's just, it's mind boggling to me to be honest with you. But here's my favorite part of the podcast where I, I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, a sweet aroma fills our home. Sweeping through the atmosphere is a thick presence of peace. We're arrested and become vulnerable to our insecurities, yet safe in the confidence we are protected in this space. The Holy Spirit has entered our domicile through our praise and worship. The melodies from our hearts bellow through our frustrations and issues of the day and exalt the Lord over everything. This has become a way of life for us. We use the one who brought us together to keep us close through our express adoration of him because he's intricately woven into every facet of our lives. My love. Our love exists because of our God. God is love. And we will worship him as long as breath is in our bodies. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything, from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets, and of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days. Like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection, or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0.